tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> Welcome all you Castle fans. Thank you for joining us this week. It is Season 8, Episode 7, The Last Seduction. (laughs) I'm your host, J.J. Snyder, and I am joined today by a very special guest host. This is my friend, Lucretia Lyon. Lucretia, welcome. Hey, thank you. Such a nice, warm welcome on this quiet Tuesday afternoon. Yes, it is. It's quiet, but we're going to get a little rowdy in here. Aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. So, guys, Lucretia is a host here at AfterBuzz TV, and she also happens to be a huge Castle fan. Am I right? Big time. I would watch Nathan read the phone book, because, um, you know, I am one of those people that came over from Firefly, but I've loved Nathan since One Life to Live, and so I always love when he brings his soap people on. Now, we didn't get to see anybody this week, or did we? Ooh, <laughs> yes. You recognize several people in this episode, yes, which did. I'm excited to get to. Alexis Torres, our host, uh, who's usually here with us, who we adore, is not with us this week. However, she will be back next week. Uh, next week is, I believe, the winter finale. So we're going to have a interesting episode next week. Oh, yeah. Um, but this was a very interesting episode, by the way. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us in the chat roll. Melissa, we've got uh, Sports Without Balls. That was okay. me. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> all right. We've got Bilal, Giselle. You guys, thank you for joining us. If you're on iTunes, please consider rating us. Subscribe to our podcast here at After Buzz TV. We love to speak with you over the podcast. Right, Lucretia? Of course. Of course. I love reading your chats. Yeah, we do. All right, the last the last seduction, which um, there was a lot of seduction, actually, in this episode. Yeah. Yes, of course, Castle always pulls his cheesy yet adorable uh, ways to get Beckett back, you know, even though it's like, why is she gone? <laughs> okay, I think you just hit it right yeah. there. One of the big things that's bothering a lot of fans right now is why are we even doing this this kind of separation slash faux separation of casket. Yeah. And to me, I'm not even a big casket fan because I've always felt like Beckett, from day one, has always had one foot out the door. You know, she's never all in. And it's like, honey, you're not the prize he is. Uh, So I never understood the thing there, the little dynamic, because it's like Castle's doing everything to get her back when it's just like move on man <laughs> okay so i think you just you also just clearly defined mm. your point of view and that is that you have a huge crush on castle mm, yes time. Mm. yeah now but there there is a huge camp out there that just absolutely loves beckett though and um i mean i'm i am among them i also of course really love nathan fillion but but they are fabulous together you have to admit yeah they have great chemistry um 
I think in the beginning, I really liked Beckett's character. She was a strong woman. But to me, it's just as the years have gone by, this, you know, they got together, they got married. It's like, why are we still doing this dance? Why are you still have one foot out the door when your mother's murder was solved in a way? I mean, Jack Coleman's not on the show anymore. (laughs) So, I mean, you got to get... You got to get over that kind of stuff if you really want to be all in. And that's my problem with Beckett is like, I mean, I know some of it may be like, you know, actor's choices of not wanting to. But, hey, I mean, you're writing the character as if she doesn't even care. (laughs) Well, you know, I I felt in this episode they really did show her care a lot, though. I mean, I well, I felt like she had a lot of moments of vulnerability where you really felt that. Okay, she really does love Castle. She called him, you're very handsome, you have a great sense of humor. And we will see that she did give in to this dinner. Timeout, yes. This, this mm-hmm. yes. This, this one, one timeout. So why don't we start from the beginning of the episode? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, uh, we opened with the crime, of course, which was, was very interesting. This guy coming into the dark apartment. We know, uh, our victim's name is Scott McCoy. Mm-hmm. What do we know about him? Well, Scott McCoy is um, a pretty dirty boy, basically. <laughs> I mean, he was, I mean, obviously attractive and what do they say, an out-of-work actor, and he looked like it. But uh, what was interesting is to find out what he was really getting paid for and how he paid for those nice apartments. <laughs> yeah, I did think, okay, Scott was pretty dang resourceful. <laughs> so he had found a way to um, be paid to seduce women. <laughs> we know that. Right in the beginning, right? So yeah, much. so he was essentially a prostitute, but... I guess yeah. you could look at it. You know, I never thought of, like, that word. Maybe, but that's basically kind of what he was. Yeah, he was paid to just seduce these women so they wouldn't uh, get their payout for their marriages crumbling. He was a Romeo for mm-hmm. hire. Um, and in the beginning, um, by the way, when he looked at the knives on the counter, <laughs> like, that... that is the awesomest, scariest moment when you look and there's a knife gone. And I, you know... It was too bad because he grabbed the baseball bat. I felt like, okay, he knows there's someone in there, so don't put your guard down. And then, like, the second he put his guard down. Nope. Ugh, it's bad. Ugh. All right, so... um We go right into Ryan and Espo, who are going to be put on the case. This is a big part of the episode, yeah. is Ryan and Espo are, are having it out, man. Yeah, they're... Yeah. Th- they're actually one of my favorite parts of the show because their relationship is just so cute. I love how they have that brotherly camaraderie and now, you know, it's tested because Espo was shot by Ryan in the butt. Hey, at least he didn't shoot him in the head like you see Ms. Denver did on General Hospital. So, I mean, that's the thing is like the Ryan-Espo relationship, I was glad it was more in the for- forefront with, you know, the Beckett's absence of being captain and less. Because, yeah, that I think really brings back the show having ryan espo alexis some of the minor characters come more to the forefront because mm-hmm. i mean they're interesting as well they're su- we've you been know. talking a lot about how fun it is to see alexis more involved yeah, um, yeah and a lot she's of- a daddy's girl <laughs> she's so fun yeah. she's such a smarty pants though too um and even though she had a small part today it's really fun mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get to her part in it so ryan and espo have been um ordered by the precinct mm-hmm. to be going to therapy <laughs> Yes, which is great. I love this, and um, they're—I I just think the writing is so strong for them too. Just kind of the insults they're throwing back and forth were pretty classic. Yeah, like um, you say that to the hole in my butt, and it's yes. like, wait, 
the one he put there. I, that was one of my favorite lines yes. from the two of them in their fights. Yes. So I was like, oh, yeah. You know, I think the show tweeted out just that individual yeah. line because it was so classic. Okay, so the therapist who uh, was an interesting new character to me. I was like, oh, okay, very interesting. Mm-hmm. We have a new a new therapist character. Um, but she suggests maybe you guys should end your partnership. <laughs> And, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And luckily, because, I mean, it did seem like they're about at the point of just not being able to get along. Um, she, they said, mm, maybe not quite. So she suggested, well, you at least need a buffer. So, <laughs> and <then> cue Castle. <laughs> perfect. So yeah. they run right into Castle. And um, this was perfect, right? Because Castle needed, <sighs> he had something he needed from them, too. Well, yeah. first of all, what a terrible <laughs> job to be the buffer between those two. Who would want to do that? Right? Who wouldn't? They're adorable. Yeah. <laughs> you get to sit there and listen to all their little fights. Okay, but we have uh, Stephen saying Castle giving relationship advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? That was It was funny. But he did agree to be the buffer because, mm-hmm. in exchange for... Uh, for them to help with Beckett's surprise for the anniversary. So, um, of course, he needed them to provide a distraction so he could get in there and work his little cheesy magic that we all love. Right? <laughs> we do love it. I think this was a, gr- a very, it was a kind of a romantic overtone to this episode for those fans who do love mm. Castle and Beckett together. Um, not that that would be you, Lucretia. <laughs> I think just because of your crush, your, yes. pers- your personal my, my crush, personal crush on, on Nathan. Nathan. None yes. of these women are good enough for him. It's hard to see another woman <laughs> with him, we know. Um, but there was this romance because it's their first anniversary. Yeah, and it, like yeah. I can't believe that. I mean, I'm glad that she finally agreed to do it, but I just felt like, uh, you know, Vikram, of course, was telling her not to, and it's like, uh Yeah, so Vikram came in. He came in kind of briefly in mm-hmm. this episode, but he, he brought in a few key pieces of information, mm-hmm. right? First of all, he made a little bit of a break about um, this case itself, um, he, I think, uh, let's see, he, he told Ryan and Espo, um, a little bit about Scott's mm-hmm. kind of background as a, as a womanizer or that he might be being paid to do it. And then he kind of secretly sat down with Beckett and told her a little bit about the deal they have going on, the research they're doing. Yeah, it was very brief, which I liked because, yeah, to me, the storyline is just, I mean, it's just so odd to me for her to just up and leave and not want him involved. It's like, yes, she's saying it's to protect him, but it just feels forced and out of the blue. And that's sort of why I'm no longer, I mean, a Casket fan. I mean, I liked him in the beginning, but yeah, I mean, it comes back to Beckett always having that foot out the door. I mean, even when they, you know, make up at the end, it's... (laughs) Still her out the door and being right. dishonest. And even though I feel like I want to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. I actually totally agree with you because mm-hmm. I feel it's forced too. Because I'm like, if she really is trying to keep him safe because she's still digging on this case mm-hmm. and, um, you know, his life might be threatened, then he needs to not even be, they need to be in different cities. He needs yeah. to not even be allowed into the precinct. Like, to an outside person, if someone's watching her, it still appears as though she's around Castle a lot. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm not really buying it either. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I just don't buy this. And to me, it's just a disservice. I mean, I, but if I was a fan, I mean, and I was in the beginning, I thought it was cute. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the more and more they've gone on with this relationship, especially now, it's just Beckett never 
is all in. And certainly in this case, it doesn't even make sense. It's like, okay, you should let him know because A, he could help and B, what's he going to get himself into that he hasn't already? It is just sort of <laughs> like, I mean, we've been in eight seasons and you're still trying to protect him. Pretty sure he can take care of himself. Yeah, right. I hear you. Well, it's interesting because it does seem like this episode might have resolved their separation, mm-hmm. but I guess we won't really know till next week. Okay. So we have our the first um, person who gets pulled in. Because mm-hmm. right when they start pulling people in, I don't know about you, but um, I never... I'm not very good at guessing who the guilty party is going to be, but they do bring in their first um, suspect, and it's this this big African-American guy, Anton, <laughs> right? Anton Ford. And um, he he's busted because he was caught in a bar fight yeah. with Scott. So now it all starts to unfold. But as it turns out, they pretty much believe him, right? That yeah. he... Yeah, he had a good alibi, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. I mean, and then you once they dug more into what Scott was really doing as, instead of acting, you know, they realize it's more than likely a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, they realize that um, uh, Anton actually got paid to be in this bar fight. Mm-hmm. And so Scott would do it because he was trying to seduce these wealthy women. Mm-hmm. And, like, right when they said that, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Okay, this is going to get very interesting. Um, I think now would be a great time to look at the chat roll because um, Jose has is, is put out an interesting point. Um, I wonder if the writers will, make, will ever make Castle give up on Kate, uh, even for an episode, so he would just stop chasing her. Yeah, that I think that's an excellent point because Castle is so faithful. Yeah, and that's one of his great qualities. And he's chased Kate from day one. And that's what I've always wondered, too. And that's what I always talk about is, like, their relationship has never really been even. I mean, Castle Mm -hmm. has never had this chance for her to be chasing him or her to be really pursuing him. And it's like, that's not really a good, you know, will they or won't they situation either. I mean, there's no... I mean, it's all coming from her uh, whatever she decides. And I don't really like that. Certainly when... I kind of agree. I, I mean... In a way, doesn't it make Castle kind of look like a little bit of a, I'm going to, the word I wanted to use is probably uh, not allowed, but it's profane, but um, it kind of a pushover, like kind of a wimp, like, come on, dude. Like at a certain point, I think she might even respect him more. I don't know. Wouldn't you kind of like to t- have Castle just give her the finger and just be like, you know what? I have been hoping for that moment since like yeah. last season whenever they had this, you know, she kept pushing him to remember and they, yeah, I mean, it's just like, ugh. yeah. Yeah, Kate, like, where do, where do you stand? He's always pushing after you, you know, always trying to get you to open up and you, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know how if, um, it also might work in his favor, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Because it might, it's kind of like when a bad boy messes with you, you know, women kind of love that, then they want the guy even more. Yeah, ladies um, want what they can't have. Ooh. And it's like, Castle, I mean, you write novels for a living. You don't know that's what happens? Just just run away or get a new, uh, what about that cute um, Haley? But, oh, <laughs> there we go. It's yeah. Like she's there, but I kind of think that she's more interested in the, in his daughter than him. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, yeah. Haley's hot. That yeah. would be great. Uh, no, I mean, if we really wanted the writers to start mm-hmm. game playing and Jack on the message boards, um, suggested the word that I actually wanted to use and he was mm-hmm. absolutely correct. It started mm-hmm. with a P. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, let's see someone else on the message board. I think he would be 
it would be awesome to see her chase him and the roles reversed. Yeah. Yeah, because after eight seasons, we've never seen that. And it's just Mm -hmm. so odd. And that's what's always been sort of my problem with Beckett is she's portrayed to be this, you know, huge catch. I mean, and Stana Kadic is beautiful and the character is interesting. But after a while, it's like she just never gives up on this case with her mother. And uh, I mean, even after, I mean, of course, it's all resolved in a way. I mean, she's just always pushing, you know, so it's like there's no substance left. I mean, once you scratch that surface... There isn't a lot under there. Yeah, she's kind of like, I mean, ultimately, it just seems like she's someone who, I mean, if you take the the case out of it and Mm -hmm. you don't believe that, no, she really has to fulfill this entire case, it's like she's just someone who doesn't totally commit. Yeah. Yeah, she has commitment issues. And it's like, honey, your mom died. We got it. But (laughs) you're an adult. (laughs) All right. Well, getting back to Haley, yeah. because um, we do love the new character of Haley. Yeah. And um, Tokes actually came into After Buzz TV oh, to do really? a, a, a one-on-one interview. And we're hoping to have her with us here oh. on the castle uh, after show. We would love to talk to her. Tokes is the actress who plays Haley. Um, so so it was awesome timing, <laughs> though. So Castle, Ryan and Espo still going <laughs> at it, still being silly and ridiculous. Oh, we didn't even talk about the whole um, yeah. the the uh, graffiti experience. Not graffiti, confetti exploding yes. in in Beckett's office, which was really hilarious. I liked that was pretty funny. Yeah, that yeah. was a really cute scene. I yeah. mean, I love whenever he does cheesy little things like that because that's so Nathan, and it's always yes. been a part of his characters on TV. So his cheese is always welcome, and it was just so sweet. He did this whole little thing with Ryan and Espo's help, and I love how the button, yeah. like the button, misfired, of course. Yeah. And then what um, was it, Vikram? Who, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? The funniest part of that to me was too when when Castle goes walking by Kate out in the hall when she was talking to Ryan Espo, and um, like oh. Oh, hey guys, what's happening? <laughs> and and then Beckett picks the piece of confetti off his coat, yeah. and he was like, "That's uh, Australian money." Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What?" That was so ridiculous. That was cute. Okay, so uh, Haley walks in just at the right moment, though, mm-hmm. and and when they are discussing that these three women who they now have identified as ex-wives of very wealthy men <laughs> who have all all been divorced. And all potentially slept with our victim, Scott McCoy, that these three women, uh, all are going to a spa date together. <laughs> and this seems like a really good point to do a little bit of detective work. So we have Beckett says, mm, okay, yeah, I might need to go to the spa because we want to locate the woman who has this tattoo in the photo. It was a little, was it a butterfly? Or, it was, or a it was some fly? sort of tramp stamp. Yeah, I think it was a dragonfly way tramp to just, stamp. Way yeah. to break it down, Lucretia. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was because it was like at the bottom of her back. Yep, that that's what they call them. <laughs> you, do you have any tattoos? No, I don't either. No, that's kind of amazing in this day and time. I know. I think tattoo. it's so weird how people are like, "What? You don't have any tattoos?" I'm like, "I'm too cheap. Ah! <laughs> it's like a sixty dollar minimum." Oh Who my gosh! <laughs> so Marissa, our engineer, does not have a tattoo either. So the three of us don't have tattoos. Those are, those are, um, you don't need them. Mm. Here's my thing. Okay. So you're too cheap, which I, <laughs> I have never heard that excuse. That's hilarious. My excuse is I can't commit. Maybe I'm a little bit like Beckett. Mm-hmm. I couldn't actually commit to have one design on my body for the rest of my life. That's insane. 
And I love how like That's Michael Strahan put it, and like you don't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. Like, oh, really? in regards to his daughter getting a tattoo. And I was like, that's always stuck with me because that was funny. Oh, yeah. that's hot. Yeah, so. That's true, yeah. though. You would never put a flipping sticker on the back of a Ferrari. Yeah, so why are you so putting what it on are the body? You? Are you like a 20-year-old like Datsun? <laughs> you know, that, yeah, go ahead, load it with stickers. <laughs> or are you a Ferrari? I love that. My thing is, also, you know, if you think of, like, when I was, um... 15, I was really into the Beatles, like <laughs> hardcore into the Beatles. And I'm sure there's a lot of other Beatles fans out there. So, yeah. Um, but what if I put Let It Be <laughs> on my wrist? Like, that was so a phase then. Like, would I want Let It Be on my wrist now? No. no. Like, you got to, like, let yourself grow. So anyway, that was a little diversion mm-hmm. tattoo conversation. Mm. So so Haley mm-hmm. agrees to go with Beckett to the spa. And I did yeah. love the spa scene. Yeah, I love that. And I love the setup. All the guys are like, yes, we want to go. And then she's like, I need a female partner to go with me. And then Haley walks up. When, when Haley agreed to go, mm-hmm. so it showed the three guys, yeah. like, their facial reaction. The best, what, like, honestly, it's worth rewinding and going back. Espo's Both face. Yes. He was like, he was like, he had this, oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I want to I want to watch that. I want to get a little of that. And then, of course, they enjoyed writing that report. <laughs> oh, that was ridiculous when they got back. So, so when you snatched the towel um, oh. from, from Nancy... Mm. Did you snatch it or did it just fall, fall off? off yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so we cut to this beautiful white spot. Did you know? Did you think is that a real spot or did they build that whole set? Because I was wondering. I don't know. I bet I was it was a curious. real spot because it looked like one. I mean, unless they just used it from a set that uses a spa often, I don't see why they would spend a lot of money and just like me on tattoos. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would like to know that. We yeah. should. We should. Uh, because where is this spot? Mm-hmm. on the on the set? So uh, we do have confirmation from our message boards. It was a dragonfly tattoo. Okay. Um. So the ladies are at the beautiful spa, and I loved how mm-hmm. they cast to the three wealthy wives, Annika, Nancy, and Claire. Mm-hmm. They were all very lovely and very blonde. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, like all trophy wives. Right, right, of course. And um, so Beckett and Haley sneak into the spa, and I thought. It was pretty great. I thought it was going to go pretty well. I actually thought one of the women would like accidentally reveal oh, yeah. the tattoo, but they got busted. Yeah, I was so surprised. They were like, you're a cop because you're married to that writer. And I was like, oh, so now it's just going to, I bet they're going to run naked. Like, <laughs> that's why I saw it coming. And I'm like, oh, they kept their clothes on most of the time. Ugh. Yeah, I was bummed. I, mm. I didn't, I didn't anticipate them getting busted. I was like, oh, that would be bad. That would be so embarrassing if you were actually a cop and got busted. No. When you're when you're undercover, we're supposed to especially be undercover. naked undercover. <laughs> yeah, the whole naked thing makes it just a little bit more embarrassing. Um, okay, so they did they did realize that Nancy was the one. First of all, I also thought, mm. well, Nancy has it, but you should check the other two because maybe they have it also, or mm, yeah, maybe it's like a friend thing. Let's all go get dragon matching tattoos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yes, tattoos. Um, okay, so Nancy though is our gal. So we know she's the woman in the photo with Scott, 
and that she slept with Scott. And we've also, we've already been through Scott's apartment, so we know that he's photographing this whole thing, which is creepy. <laughs> yeah, and that was his fake play- apartment, by the way. Yeah, his fake apartment, because mm-hmm. his real one looked like crap. He couldn't seduce yeah. anyone in that. Mm-mm. But yeah, and Nancy was played by Andrea Roth, who most people probably recognize from Rescue Me. She was Janet, Tommy's wife, ex-wife, then wife again, you know. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. There was someone else you recognized on this episode. Uh, yeah, Lindsay Price, who Ooh. we'll get to later since she was the lawyer who orchestrated a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, we're about to get to Lindsay because she's mm. all tied up in mm. this, isn't she? Such a interesting little concept. All right, so Nancy's in the station now. She's interrogated and uh, Beckett interrogates her. And um, she said that uh, her husband hired Scott that she's divorced to to um seduce her which she was able to do and um her husband did it because he wanted to get rid of her oh, for and a younger one <laughs> there was uh something in their um their what do you sign when you're gonna get married a prenup thank you <laughs> obviously i didn't sign one right probably know that um in her prenup that said it was like a, uh, an infidelity clause. Infidelity clause. Thank you. So that basically if she slept with anyone else, she lost all the money, which she did. She yep. said sleeping with Scott cost me $20 million. <laughs> I was like, Oh, so why did you do it, honey? I never get that. Oh. It's like all these trophy wives, you know, that's the standard prenup, right? <laughs> okay. We have a very unfortunate announcement from mm. the message boards from Stephen Sawin. Regarding this conversation we're having, which is so fun about tattoos. So Stephen, you guys, says on the message board, my best friend and I got the Friends logo tattoo together. Oh, wow. Stephen, really? I I, I don't even know if I know what the Friends logo is. Can you picture it? I'm guessing it's just the Friends, like, you know... How they had the the title? I'm like, or, what? or the not yeah. the coffee shop or yeah, not the, yeah. See, it's oh. like that. Oh, okay. Thank you, Marissa. So yeah, the, that font that we all know, and there's little dots between the letters. Wow, thank you for illustrating that, Marissa. Um, Stephen. Wow. So okay. Mm-hmm. So all right, you did it. We all love friends. Mm-hmm. Too bad you don't get residuals on that tattoo. You'd be making some money. Um, so my question to you is, do you regret it? <laughs> or how have you learned to live with it? There's another <laughs> way to put it. Um, okay, so now we we tie in this, this woman, this lawyer, Lindsay Trent. Mm-hmm. Because in each one of these cases, with the husbands of Annika, Nancy, and Claire, their husbands hired the same divorce attorney who happens to be very young and successful and and smart, and her name is Lindsay Trent. Mm -hmm. And that's played by the lovely Lindsay Price, who most of us probably recognize from All My Children years ago. And then she was on How I Met Your Mother, if you guys remember... um she talked too much, and Ted's world was shattered (laughs) once they told him. (laughs) Oh, my God. She works a lot. Fantastic episode. I know. I love that one. You like that one, Marissa? (laughs) Was that a good one? I love How I Met Your Mother. It was the best. Aw, all right, so we Lindsay now it it's we're starting to put together the puzzle of of the case and um and then the guys come up with the idea to send Castle, Castle. in. Actually, it was kind of perfect. I'm like, okay, yeah. Castle's going to go in and he's going to be like, "Hey, I'm a guy." I thought he was yeah. just going to be like, "I'm Joe Schmo." And uh well, I want to get a divorce. Him, though. I mean, cuz he is Ugh. supposedly like the number one, I mean, he's like the Stephen King, and, you know, he hangs out mm. with Stephen King and Dean Coots and you know, with this poker game. So I could see how, like, that he had to be Richard Castle, even with those glasses. 
Um, it remind. Okay, Stephen said. Sorry, we have a reply from our um, unfortunate tattoo friend, Stephen. It reminds us of our lasting friendship, mm-hmm. like the show. It will never end. That is that's beautiful, Stephen. See, I don't think he oh. regrets it at all. No. Hey, he made a good choice. Okay, good choice with the friend's tattoo. Um. All right, so Lindsay Trent's office. So Castle goes in. He's got a camera in his glasses. <laughs> And um, this was like a little risky, though, because I thought just by just with the state of Castle and Beckett's relationship, mm-hmm. I'm like, he's going to go in there and other people will know yeah, gossip. Yeah, that yeah. Richard Castle went into a divorce lawyer. So I'm like, oh, this is not good for their relationship. But it was pretty funny. Yes, because Beckett's watching the whole time. <laughs> yeah, she, she yes. grabs the iPad and then goes in her office by herself. Well, right? Yeah. And Castle kind of foibled it up. He messed it up like he does kind of every little thing. Yeah. (laughs) He tried to get a picture. So the goal was to get a picture of the client log because they want to know what guys she has been. Yeah. So they can tie, you know, because obviously these three women didn't do it. Who else did they need to dig into? But luckily, daughter saves the day. Alexis. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So Castle's busted. He's on his way out. I had no idea we were going to see Alexis. Did you? I didn't either. I was like, I was surprised when she popped up. And, but I really liked that she had her dad's back. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. I was like, oh, they thought of a backup plan. So she comes in with a mail cart, opens the client log. And I really did feel like, oh no, that lawyer's going to walk back in, (laughs) you know, and gets pictures of, of the client log. Which was very, very effective. Um, okay, and so the big name she pulls, now we're back at the precinct, and the big mm-hmm. name is this George Keller, who's a, a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. He's like every little, like, Rush Limbaugh type person there is, like, super into family values, but, you know, of course, not really living that life. Hypocrite. Yeah. Right. I feel like this show does a really good job of mm-hmm. making some really jerk characters out of the more kind of wealthy, successful people that they interview. And I mean, honestly, I would imagine that, um, I would imagine it kind of is that way for, for cops and detectives. I bet you any money that, you know, just kind of the kind of slack that you get if you pull someone in for an interview. Or, you know, to be interrogated into a police station and you pull in someone who's just freaking loaded, mm-hmm. they're going to give you attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this was one of, this was one of those guys. Um, attitude and they're going to want their lawyer there, which of course he did. So, um, George Keller was in the logbook. He was the, uh, he was on his third wife. Beautiful. And our lovely Lindsay, of course, was his lawyer and walked in in a huff to defend him. And, um, let's say they already know that he, he already has a link to Scott, the victim that he paid him to kill or uh, sorry, to sleep with his, his wife. And this guy says, Hey man, I'm clean. You know, you can't bust me. In fact, I'm going to renew my vows and, and I'll send you the insurance slip for the $2 million ring I'm giving my wife for. Or yeah, two million dollars. I was like, "What does a two million dollar ring look like?" I know. I'm like, curious. I don't even. Anybody have a picture though of a two million dollar ring? I don't even. Yeah. Know. Why would you want a two? Can you imagine <laughs> how you'd feel like walking down Burbank Boulevard with a two million dollar ring? I would be like, "Someone's gonna cut my hand off." I mean, people try to do that anyway here in LA. So, like, just imagine if you had the ring, you'd be freaking out all day long. See, oh, wow, that's a two million dollar ring. We've got some two million dollar rings up no. on the up on the uh, the screen right now. 
they're just giant. They look like the 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 rings that you put on a Barbie doll that are like <laughs> super oversized. If I see, I'm I am I am a little bit uh, paranoid. I would put the ring in the safe and then I'd wear a fake ring that would look like it because I wouldn't want to get jacked. <laughs> okay, but you're from Texas. They wear big rings in Texas, right? Everything's bigger in Texas. Amen, sister. Oh, I know. Yeah, you should have seen some of the engagement rings there in Dallas. I mean, I <gasps> there's a little girl. I don't see how she could hold her hand up high. It was just so big. Bless her heart. And that's Texan for screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I talked to, um, I interviewed a guy here at Afterbus named Jasper Cole. He oh. plays bad guys all over TV oh, and yeah. film. And he uh, also introduced me to that phrase. <laughs> Bless their heart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's our way of saying screw you. Yeah, or, yeah. And also you poor thing. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so George Keller then um leaves. He's a douche. <laughs> and um we are going to follow up on him cuz we're not we definitely don't trust him just cuz he's such a jerk and he has Lindsay as a lawyer. So, and then um it's get hey, it's romance time. It's actually mm-hmm. time for Castle and Beckett to go on this anniversary mm-hmm. dinner. So it appears as though they're really going to go. going to put a little time out on their, you know, time off, but I mean, of course, as usual, things don't always go as planned. <laughs> I was actually surprised. Yeah. Surprised and not surprised yeah. that... So, Ryan and Esper are fighting. Okay, this is the line I wrote down. Mm-hmm. So, this stops Castle and Beckett at the elevator because Ryan says, I can't deal with you anymore, you arrogant manscaped Neanderthal. <laughs> arrogant manscaped Neanderthal. Neanderthal. Oh, that's just Classic. adorable. <laughs> I do... I mean, there was the writers put in some good stuff. That was some good stuff. I know, and I, I'm always happy to see Seamus Dever play a, a good guy, because before mm-hmm. Castle, he was always a bad guy, and I'm like, oh, he's so cute when he's a good guy. Oh my gosh, and Seamus is such a good yeah. guy in real life. We've had him here on the uh, Castle After mm-hmm. Show, and um, one of my favorite things about him is that he um, supports a foundation that rescues beagles from mm-hmm. science labs, and he himself has rescued a dog, a beagle he used to be tested on in a lab. Oh, so, Seamus, yeah. you're just so cute. Seamus and his wife have a yeah. um, have a big heart. A yeah, because his wife actually plays his wife on the show. That's so yes. cute. <laughs> now I I wonder when we're going to see her again. I know because oh. Jenny, what the, they're now on baby number two. Um, yes, yeah. we'll have to. I'm sure they'll they will show her coming oh. up here as they have that second baby. Funny reference to her yeah. in this the episode though. Like, well, a little later, he said, uh, "Well, Jenny's cooking tofu." Oh, yes. That was at the end of the episode. Um, all right, so Castle and Beckett delay their plans to have this great anniversary mm-hmm. dinner, which was almost unbelievable, and they separate. Castle goes with Ryan, goes and has mm-hmm. a drink, tries to talk him down. Beckett and Espo go to a bar and have a drink, and mm-hmm. this was like a really interesting interchange because they were talking to Ryan and Espo, but they were both, Beckett and Castle, were really thinking about their own relationships with each other. Yeah, I, I really liked that exchange because, yes, I mean, while they're married and Espo and Ryan are just are just partners, I mean, they're both a partnership relationship that is 
tied with their ability to uh, work together to solve cases. Mm-hmm. So it was a really good parallel. And it was nice mm-hmm. to see them talk about it and then realize it. Because, you know, that's what they do on TV. No one ever thinks until they're like, oh, I said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. What? I think one thing I really heard about this, too, is that, um, you know, Castle said you can't, you cannot have secrets in mm-hmm. a relationship. And then Beckett's take on it was a strong relationship can endure anything. And I kind of heard those things as being different. And I yes. was like, ooh, you guys are, you're having a little bit of a problem. Yeah, they're not on the same page. Yeah. I mean, he's all about honesty and working together. And to me, like I said before, she she's always had one foot out the door. And she mm. thinks that he'll just, you know, take anything and then they can stay together. But to me, that's really a crappy way of looking at it. It's mm-hmm. like a relationship can endure anything. It's like, yes, but like stuff that you don't do on purpose, like, you know, mm-hmm you have a disease or anything like that stuff that's you know thrown at you but you're throwing this out there and i think that's the issue i have with her thinking that way because it's like you're the one pursuing this you're the one shutting him out this Mm -hmm. isn't something that's been thrust on you Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's your choice yeah right okay so this scene ends that was really cute because both ryan and espo basically say you know guys they they suggest to them guys you got to let this go and they both say mm-hmm. we, can't, we can't we can't I can't yeah I can't I can't let it go the fight continues <laughs> all right so back to um, our uh, jerky um, ex husband George Keller we now have found out that he uh, he owns a toy company it was like Keller Enterprises mm-hmm. or something and he owns it with a woman who is not an ex wife as you might think mm-hmm. but is actually his mother yes. some woman named Penelope. And then the super interesting thing that George hired Scott to sleep with his mom. Mom, yeah, that's just gross, oh. man. Your own Shocking. mom. <laughs> and his mom had been what single um, yeah, ever since her widowed. husband died. Yeah. Uh, yes. And but the problem was that he and his mom ran the company and they didn't see eye to eye. She. And this, this hooked me because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I totally side with her. Mm-hmm. She said the the son wants to um, shut down the factories in the U.S. and move the labor overseas in their mm-hmm. company. And and Penelope says these people are like family to me. So you're like, okay, this woman has great ethics. Yes, they yeah, never translated to her son, but sure. <laughs> yeah, the, no, they certainly didn't. And she even said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Penelope sits down and is interviewed by Becca, she's like, yeah, I slept with this guy, like, or Scott, mm. you know, it'd been a year since my husband died and, and it was, I think it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Just a side note. It was great. Mm. Um, and that she had kind of, it, it, he also though, not mm-hmm. only was he good in the sack, but he was a great listener. And, and, and I think all the women sort of implied this a little bit that he had some, a sensitive side. Scott actually kind of sided with the mom and Penelope and kind of got on board with her cause. Yeah. And that's why he had that change of heart, um, that ultimately led to his death yeah. was in talking to this and realizing, Hey, what I'm doing is wrong. And I'm guessing he gets his sensitive side because he was what an unemployed actor. Well, mm. hey, there's nothing wrong no. with that. Um, yes, he was. He, yeah, he had a, he had a soft spot for her. So he was able to, I think, snag mm-hmm. her office key in that meeting and then go meet, um, George at the office and things didn't go well. So uh, really, we saw the whole case kind of, kind of resolve here. I, I was impressed that 
lately the cases have all been super complicated. Like mm. there's eight people involved and then you didn't expect that person. This one like made a little more sense and kind of resolved and you're like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a much easier yeah. wrap up than it had been the rest of the season. Wasn't it? Yeah. I kind of like that. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was the lawyer and then <laughs> together. Yep. Um, but before it wrapped up, something very significant happened that totally took my breath away. So Espo's back in Lindsay's office because now the, lo- the <laughs> yes. lawyers get it busted. And she is not going to go easy. So she pulls a gun and actually shoots at Espo. And Ryan and jumps in front of it. motion. And gets hit right in the notepad. Yeah, that that was really cute. Because I, I almost expected that when she pulled the gun on Espo. I'm like, okay, because he and Ryan have to make up. They're the cutest couple on the show. Ah! And so, um, of course, Ryan jumps in front of him. And then he's like freaking out. No, Ryan, you have a wife and kids. Ah. And it's the bullets in his notes where he was writing things he meant to say to Espo. <laughs> That's what yeah, was right. cute. It's like, yes, it's like case notes, but... They had mentioned earlier uh, with Castle's advice that they were writing things down so that they had a moment to think about it before oh, they said it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking that Espo should get all the yeah. credit because it was amazing that mm-hmm. he took that time to put that notebook in his yeah. pocket. But you're right. It does mm-hmm. go back to Castle. See? Yeah. So, like, once again, Castle's in, like, you know, inadvertent hero. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He really is the hero of the show. He told them to write yeah. their th- their feelings down and their feelings were saved by the. Yeah. Um, so we have, um, somewhat of a makeup between Ryan and Espo mm-hmm. and back at the precinct and, and, and Espo says, bro, you took a bullet from me. <laughs> yeah. And then that, that's when Ryan said, dude, come over, watch some UFC See, with me. Jenny's making, making tofu. tofu. And he's like, that sounds great. The, the UFC. The first part, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Okay, so I have to say that then, so the case is wrapped up now. But uh, what was really impressive, I would say, would be the hot scene at the end between Beckett and Castle. Yeah. So even though this has been driving us crazy to have them separated for most of this whole entire, well, the whole entire season, mm-hmm. I did think it added to the hotness of this scene. Like their kiss when she walked in, I think she brought in some some takeout food or mm-hmm. something. And like there was passion. Like it was it was passion. Yeah, it was a long time coming. But I mean, of course, as you saw at the very end when he reads the text and she's not honest about it, you could tell that he's oh, yeah. just like you know, this this really was just a timeout. Like, uh, this is not ending anytime soon is what I saw on his face. I mean, but it was great to see him shirtless. But I still uh, hold out hope that he's going to replace Beckett with Slaughter. We just need more Slaughter. Adam and Nathan uh, together forever. Slaughter was, you know. so, Slaughter was so fun. But wait, you can't go over the, like, that was a super hot scene. Yeah. Like, their hands were intertwined. And, yeah, they have great then, chemistry. You know, for, yeah. like, Beckett lovers, like, seeing her, you know, tousled in the sheets. And mm-hmm. and also, like, she was just kind of, like, free and laughing and, like, kind of present for a moment, which is... Like, yeah, to me, but... It was awesome. Yeah, it was a great moment, but it just, like, seemed so short and obviously just... Like, that was it. Yeah, because like, of that text message. Yeah, it was almost like a finality, and hopefully the rumors aren't true that it is. She's, she's, um, she's hiding. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she has a secret. Uh, so we have someone on the message board says, I think that scene with Kate and Castle was just a tease. She just left. 
Yeah, I yeah. agree. That was uh-huh. the thing. It's like, yes, they have great chemistry, and it was nice to see Nathan without his shirt on. Um, but yeah, it was just, it seemed very short and almost just a finality after that text and she left. It was, yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt like it seemed like it was going to be like makeup sex, and mm-hmm. then it kind of got, nope. No. This is not resolved at all, y'all. Yeah, this is so a Luke Bryan yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that was um, uh, episode seven. Now, did you mm-hmm. see the preview for next week? Oh, yes. <laughs> it looks fun. It looks like for all our musical theater fans, there's going to be some stage singing performance on a cruise ship. Cruise ship, yeah. Because they're going to be, it's Beckett and Castle stuck on a cruise ship. So how will that go? <laughs> that sounds completely fun to me. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, that's going to be a super fun episode. And I bet they had a good time shooting it if they were really on a mm-hmm. cruise ship. I love the idea of them being stuck on a cruise mm-hmm. ship. Okay, well, I have to say that it was such a pleasure mm-hmm. to have Lucretia join us today. I know, it was such a pleasure uh, to seriously. talk about Nathan, even though I probably mention him every week on General Hospital, so. <laughs> yes. You will come back and talk more with of us, course, won't you? Yeah. Yes. And please bring Slaughter back, guys, because. I know. He's my fave. I also like the gal, the, no- the nose. Oh, yes, she's yes. hilarious. The week before. Um, predictions. Do you have any predictions moving forward? Ooh, and now, we got our music. You're after Buzz TV. Mm-hmm. Lucretia, mm-hmm. what do you see mm-hmm. in your crystal ball? Well, there was this article on TV Line that was a blind item posted a few months ago stating that a the, the co-lead on a show uh, that had been on for a long time, part of a big couple, would be, um, one of them would be leaving. And so I've always speculated uh. it's either Castle or Bones mm. because, um, you know, Castle, there's been rumblings. I mean, Santa Kadic almost didn't even sign on for this season. Mm. So I'm kind of wondering, especially how f- final that scene seemed in this episode, is, is Beckett going to die or leave or what? So I'm thinking that it may be her. It certainly bring new. I mean, you can see how they brought Slaughter in and Haley, and then his business with mm. Alexis and his mother. That they've kind of phased her out over the season, and that's why I've thought that that may be what's going on here. Is they're seeing how they can survive without her, and so far I, the response has been good. I mean, I, I have to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that that at ten o'clock mm. on channel on ABC, mm. that if. Stonicatic left the show. I think like the television would just blow up. I don't no, I don't think that's gonna happen. I just don't think that could happen. I don't yeah, I think, think they could go on. I think it like as long as it's been, like it would be hard. I mean, so yeah, I mean, but the show is called Castle, so I mean for me I'd still watch. But I'd watch Nathan read the phone bug. But I do wonder, I mean, how are fans going to respond? Because so many people really like the relationship on the show. Not only that, Lucretia, but like we just have to call it like it is that we're two ladies. Mm -hmm. And so we love the Nathan Fillion. But there are, I actually think that if you ask men, and I've I've talked to other Mm -hmm. men about this before, Stonicotic basically is found attractive by almost every man. Well, she was a Bond girl. Like she's just universally (laughs) like like appreciated like the men love the yeah. stana she was a bond girl and yeah. that is what i'd wonder if, mm-hmm. and well and that's why i'm like in order to bring ben back in the show they really would either have to bring on another i mean they have Haley, mm-hmm. um and then you have um the slaughter because while not a hot woman it's you know a tie to nathan's biggest show that was only 13 episodes firefly mm-hmm. so that i kind of see that that's what they were playing with 
And yeah, because I mean, it would be a huge loss, but I mean, if she doesn't want to stay, she doesn't want to stay. Yeah, that's you know? no, it's totally interesting. And I know that she is, um, she was working on mm-hmm. films this summer. So she's definitely got, you know, she's thinking of the future. One thing is for sure, you know what we're not talking about is her having a baby. That's not, that that is that was anticipated as being a big part of season eight, and it's not even like on the plate right now. So that's interesting. Well, and that is interesting because I I mean I guess how would they write that? Because Kate is married to her job, Castle has Alexis. They're both I mean older people. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would a baby work on that? You know, it's not like Bones where they had built up to that forever, but. Maybe yeah. Martha would like be stay-at-home grandmother. Oh yeah, well Martha has her own job. Hmm. Martha is a girl that gets it done. Okay, we love Martha. God, we love Martha. Isn't she fabulous? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love his whole little family. The Martha, yeah. Alexis, his his redheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I think that wraps us up here for season eight, episode seven of Castle: The Last Seduction. Seduction. I'm JJ Snyder, and this is Lucretia. <laughs> Lucretia, where can they find you? Well, as long as you can spell my name, you can find me anywhere. It's L A C R E T I A L Y O N. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, not Periscope yet. Oh, by the way, girl, mm. um, I love mm. the little phrase you've written for yourself <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. You guys might relate to this. Tell them. Well, it just says white girl, black name, because I've been dealing with that my entire life. Um, I don't know why I'm named after Lucretia Borgia, but yeah, apparently in this day and age, it is a very um, ethnic name, so yeah. I always get confused. But. I think it's funny because when I saw your name, I, yeah. I just assumed that you're African American, so was, I, I love that you like call it like it <laughs> call, is. Say it like it is. I yeah. Mean, especially now, Lion Empire. Come on. Oh, I know. <laughs> I thought I thought that too. The Empire. Oh, I love that show. That's another show yeah. we can talk about. I'm JJ Snyder, you guys. Great to see you. Thanks for sending us tweets, for talking to us on the message boards. Please don't forget to give us a thumbs up on YouTube. And please rate us and subscribe on iTunes. At J2Snyder is my Twitter and Instagram handle. It's been wonderful to have you with us. Please join us next week on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.